Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With all of the savings I get when I drive, I'm having the time of my life. Driving Safe drivers save up to 20% with insurance. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance. The kick ahead. And Dufty's chasing it. The bounce sits up. The Dragons are steamrolling the week to the finals. Inside the last 10 seconds of the game, St. George. Illawarra to the death, trying. Brown goes to the air. Going back is Mabel. Oh, sleeping high and taking it in marvellous fashion with Rod Wishart. He has scored an incredible drive that ties this small game up. Bartram from 18 metres out. He strikes it nicely. The George Illawarra win for the first time in their premiership line. Here's Nathan Blacklock. Down the sideline, chipping over the top of Joel Kane. Got a red surface bounce to win the game for the Dragons and book himself a New South Wales Blues origin jumper. Good evening, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Red V Podcast. Jack Clifton in the chair for episode 125, dissecting the very latest of the mighty St. George Illawarra Dragons. We'll be touching on the big game for the Dragons on Friday night against the North Queensland Cowboys. The boys are fresh off the bye and uh, getting the two competition points, which was a lot more relieving for a lot of Dragons fans, uh, considering the tense nature of the season so far in 2022. We'll also uh, take a look at the lower grade results. It was a good win uh, for the Dragons. Jersey Flake. 
Tech there, under 21 side and also the reserve grade side. We'll touch on the latest Dragons news and updates and we'll answer your fans' corner questions a little bit later on in the podcast. No uh, Johnny Pet for us this evening and no Johnny Pet for the next couple of weeks. Johnny's been uh, pretty busy with work and different commitments. Of course, he's coaching Northern Suburbs Bulldogs down um, in, in the south coast of uh, New South Wales or down in the Wollongong region. Pretty busy with that. Um, pretty busy uh, with work and some of the other commitments that Johnny has. So we've uh, had, had a bit of a rotating chair, I guess, in terms of co-host for the Red V podcast. And we've got a debutante uh, coming off the bench uh, tonight, a good friend of the podcast, good friend of mine, uh, Nick Sambonaris, who is uh, uh, someone that is very well established within the podcast podcast world. He's making his debut in terms of Rugby League podcast, but anyone that knows Nick and knows that he's very passionate about the game of football and certainly passionate about the Greek national side and the Greek national league in the footballing world. And he does the Hellers podcast uh, with a couple of other guys uh, talking the very latest uh, of what's been happening uh, over there in Greece. So it's uh, my pleasure to introduce Nick uh, to make his debut here on the Red V podcast, ready to talk uh, plenty about the mighty St. George Illawarra Dragons. Nick, uh, probably, probably a, a pretty relaxing weekend as a Dragons fan on the weekend, picking up the, the two competition points. Nick, uh, how are you doing this evening, mate? Pretty good, Jack. Uh, stoked to be on to make my debut coming off the bench, as you said. That's quite an intro. <laughs> yeah, well, happy uh, happy to, to pump your tyres up, uh, Nick. Someone's got to do it, so um, let, that, that can be my, that can be my job for, uh, for for this evening. But great to have uh, Nick it, on the Nick it's on the. It's an underrated. It's an underrated weekend, these buy rounds. Yeah, it certainly is, especially <laughs> especially if you're a Dragons fan. It's it's very stressful yeah. watching the Red V week in and week out. No doubt we're excited to see them back playing, but maybe uh, check in on us uh, five or ten minutes into the first half against the Cowboys on Friday, and we'll see uh, whether that uh, that theme has changed a little bit. But uh, great to have Nick as uh, as part of the podcast this evening and uh, to, uh, looking forward to talking plenty of uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons football with him uh, as the evening drags on. Uh, like we do each and every week here on the Red V podcast, Let's jump into your Dragons news and updates for this week. So we'll start by taking a look at the Dragons team list that was named just a few short hours ago by head coach Anthony Griffin. And I guess when you look at it on face value, Nick, it's an interesting sign that's been named. Part of me is thinking that maybe Griffin is kind of looking forward to, to seeing what is going to happen after State of Origin on Wednesday night or tomorrow night. We're recording this on a Tuesday evening, Wednesday night, uh, State of Origin game. Only a couple of days for both Tarek Sims and also Ben Hunt to back up the two representatives for the, uh, the, the Dragons in the New South Wales and Queensland camp because you look at that side and you've got both Andy McCulloch and Jaden Sullivan on the bench. I wouldn't say they're similar players, but Jaden's hardly a, a player that's going to be filling a utility value in terms of being able to play fullback or wing or center. He's more of a 5'8 uh, and halfback and has played a little bit of nine in, in first grade. Andy McCulloch also there alongside Moses Embar. So you've got three players effectively for that number nine role. That, that makes me think that maybe Hook might be leaning towards uh, resting Ben Hunt despite him being named in the number seven jumper. Also, uh, no uh, Michaeli Ravalawa uh, again, Nick. Round 15 is looking like the, the time that he's going to be back. But I guess also uh, another interesting storyline amongst all that is uh, both Josh Maguire and uh, Jaden Sewer named on the extended bench of the Dragons. What did you make of this team list that was announced a few hours ago, buddy? Uh, like you said, I'll, I'll be really, really shocked if, if that's how we line up 1-17 to 17 come Friday night. Really shocked. It wouldn't shock me if at least one of Hunt uh, or Sims have a rest provided how, how they fare on uh, tomorrow night on Origin 1. And also wouldn't shock me to see one or maybe even both of uh, Sua and also Maguire coming into the side. And, and, definitely, mm. definitely won't be McCulloch and Sullivan uh, on the bench, that's for sure. 
it's going to be really interesting if Jaden Sewer does come back because I think he adds that that impetus that we kind of need. I know he plays on an edge, but he just brings that real kind of physicality um, to, to the Dragons pack. We saw it on Anzac Day and it probably was his best game. And I've said this to Johnny on the podcast before, Nick. We haven't even cl- even scratched the surface of how good Jaden Sewer can be for this club. He's played a couple of games where he's been sent to the sin bin. He, he got sent to the sin bin twice in a matter of, a matter of weeks, um, especially in that controversial loss against the Penrith Panthers. Then he picks up an injury after playing only 40 minutes against the Roosters. So you could probably count on a few fingers that the, the games has actually played the full full 80 minutes for, for the Red V. I'm really excited if he can make a return alongside Josh Maguire, who's probably been one of the Dragons' best forwards so far this season. He has, yeah. Jo- Josh has actually been great this year. He's actually playing for a contract as well. So not, not sure if that plays a role. But yeah, jo- Josh has been good. And look, I was over the moon when we signed Jaden Sua last year and he mm-hmm. really lived up to to all the expectations. And as you said, we're yet to see the best of him. He, he, he just brings, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, like a calming sort of presence. You know, like he shores us up defensively and he's a big body that can run into a hole in attack. He's such a useful weapon to have out there. We look through the rest of the side, Nick, and uh, one through 17, Cody Ramsey retains the fullback role. Um, as I mentioned, no Michele Ravalawa, so Tiatau Moga yeah, will be on one, one wing um, outside um, or on the opposite side to Matty Fierney, who's been pretty good this season. Suli and Lomax are centres. Uh, Talatau, Junior Ramon in the 5'8th row, Ben Hunt, half and captain. Uh, Francis Molo and Blake Laurie starting uh, the, in the props position. Moses M by the hooker. And the back row of Jack Bird, Tarek Sims, and, and Jack DeBellin uh, line out the starting 13 for the Red V. McCulloch, Woods, Molo and Sullivan on the bench with an extended bench of Josh Maguire, Jaden Sewer, Jonathan Rubin, Jaden Hunt and Josh Kerr. So uh, there's there's plenty of options there for things to be changed, perhaps a little bit closer to kickoff and there is some versatility in that that Dragons squad. Um, I, I, wouldn't, I w- wouldn't think that Sewer would slot straight back into the run-on side if he was able to come back from injury. The same with Maguire, probably more likely that one of the, the likes of McCulloch or Sullivan probably drops uh, off the bench. But all of a sudden, we're, I guess we're, we're starting to see what this Dragon side could look like at, uh, at the, the strongest possible point in the season. Uh, Nick, and I guess it's exciting with a little bit of depth and you look at guys like your Jaden Hunt and Josh Kerr's, uh, Billy Burns has made a return in reserve grade in recent weeks, Toro yeah. Fumiono, yeah, yeah. Uh, George Burgess, there's a host of first grade guys down in that New South Wales Cup system. You can argue whether they have played well enough to be promoted to the first grade side or whatever, but I guess something we've lacked in recent years is this depth and with a couple of players returning from injury, it must be, I guess, maybe not an embarrassment of riches for, for Anthony Griffin, but certainly um, a, a positive uh, a positive sign for, for the Dragons moving forward. You cast your mind back to where we were this time last year, 12 months mm. ago, and our depth, especially in those the front row positions, it was virtually non-existent. So we've done we've done really well. It was Alvaro that was playing mm. a fair bit of first row last year and also uh, Paisa Farmasuli. But this year, yeah, and also the emergence of Michael Molo and, and Jaden Hunt, as you said, Great, great dilemmas to have for who. Yeah, well, if you cast your mind back, uh, round 14 last year, we played at Canterbury, Nick, and uh, I don't know if you were at that game, but I was at that game. I just, come back I from was, holi- I I just came back from holidays and the dogs completely yeah. uh, embarrassed us. And that, th- the side that day, we had Matt Dufty at the back, Cody Ramsey and, and Mika Ravalau on the flanks, uh, Braden Williami and Jared Bill, two real journeymen in the centres. Um, yeah. Your favourite player, you Corey Norman at 5'8", Benny Hunt at halfback. No. Then we had Laurie McCulloch Vaughan up front in the back row of Sims, Bird, Ford, and the bench, Kerr. 
June Ramon, Alvaro and DeBellin. So it looked very, very different to what we've seen this year. And I guess in amongst the, the frustrations of the season, there is a few little positive uh, talking points and it's good to say there is some depth uh, within this first grade squad. And hopefully they can, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it at length in, in a little bit later on the podcast, Nick, but hopefully they can go on with the job because a win against a, a Cowboys side that's been performing so well so far this season, that could be a, a real feather on the cap for the Dragons and potentially a, a, a real launching pad for what could uh, happen over the rest of 2022. It, it could be one of our best wins without, without a shadow of our doubt. Look, our next three weeks are season-defining, playing the Cowboys away, which is a tough road trip. We actually won up there last year in the early rounds, mm. but they're, they're, they're a totally different beast uh, this year, the Cowboys. Uh, you know, Todd Payton, for me, is re- flying in to, to win that Coach of the Year award uh, the, come the end of the year at the Daily M's. Then we played two teams around us after that, Souths and Canberra. Mm. So these next three weeks are, are season-defining. Yeah, really important games coming up uh, for for the Dragons over the next couple of weeks. Uh, Shifting our attention to the NRLW, it uh, was certainly uh, happening in the social media world. And if you you didn't uh, pick up the uh, the news last couple of days, a couple of big blows for the Dragons uh, heading into the NRLW season for 2022. Both Jamie Chapman and Madison Bartlett have uh, have, haven't been released, but have been signed by other clubs. Uh, Madison Bartlett, the winger, uh, she went across to the Titans, and uh, Jamie Chapman uh, going to uh, going to the Broncos. Jamie, a local junior, really, really quick, quality, elusive center. That's a big blow for the Dragons. Jamie Seward's come out on social media in the last kind of week or so and told fans not to worry. They're going to have a very strong squad. But it's a little bit concerned the Dragons haven't signed anyone uh, so far for this 2022 season. you think they would eventually get the checkbook out and try and entice a couple of players uh, across to the Red V, considering they did make that grand final in 2022. Uh, also, uh, Cody House as well. She retired at the end of the 2021 season, which confusingly enough was actually played in 2022. Hence why there's not a huge gap in between uh, the season finishing in uh, 2021 and uh, the 2022 campaign going ahead. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what uh, transpires over the next six weeks or so as uh, the Dragons try and get some bodies in for uh, a big season uh, in the NRLW competition. And just uh, jumping back, I guess, jumping back and taking a look at the NRL. There's been uh, a few times uh, today, actually, Nick, that I've been tagged and different things on uh, Facebook and Twitter about uh, there's a, a bit of graphic that's been pushed out by Channel 9 and a few other uh, media uh, broadcasters um, over the, the last 12 hours or so. It's talking about the, the most missed tackles in the competition and no surprise anyone that listens to our podcast that the Dragons are actually number one almost by 100 tackles. Nick, it's been a pretty concerning attribute for lack of a better term if you want to call it that. I don't think it's really an attribute but uh, the, the missed tackles have been a real issue and, and to be so far ahead of anyone else it's a miracle the Dragons are anywhere near the top eight because I, I don't think we're an awful defensive side. We're able to show a little bit of fight on our, def- on our own goal line at times but uh, concerning when you've got a side that's trying to break into that top eight and you've made 100 more missed tackles than anyone else in the competition. Oh, very concerning. You, you see it every, every week. I we, we fall off tackles. We can't wrap the ball up. Even the, our last game against the Dogs at Belmore, we're talking about the bottom team in the competition here, and they mm. completely had it over us. They were offloading at will, making more meters. We, so, so that, just at times, we're so lethargic, just very slow to move off our line. You compare that to the top sides like Penrith in the competition, and it's that day and night, really. Yeah. Very alarming. Mm. Very alarming. As you said, it's almost 100 more missed tackles. We saw the game together on the hill in those wet conditions against the Warriors. It was no different there. Mm. The dogs game again, no, no different. It just happens every week. 
Yeah, it's concerning. And, and we'll talk about this a little bit later in the podcast because there are actually a couple of questions about it, but you have to kind of draw. It, it's almost, yeah, it's yeah. almost as if it papers over. Uh, uh, the, the form of Ben Hunt, I mean, he's carrying mm. the side at the moment. He's winning the Daily M's and rightfully so. I know there was a bit of criticism, you know, thrown his way and more so about the awards, uh, the way, you know, the, the voting system's done uh, last week. But for me, he's been oh, not only our best, I think he's up there with the very mm. best uh, in the comp at the moment. But is he, is Hunt's form papering over the cracks? That, yeah. That's, that's a huge worry at the moment. Yeah, we'll touch on that a little bit later on the, in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, should be uh, should be an interesting yarn with the the dragons making uh, more missed tackles than any other side in the competition. That is uh, a concerning one, and I guess uh, you have to look at the correlations between uh, what's uh, with Peter Gentle being the defensive coach, and we will touch on that uh, a little bit later on in the podcast. You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we're going to take our first little break here on the Red V podcast, and on the other side of that, Nick and I are going to dissect or take a look, attempt to dissect the big match on Friday night up there in. Townsville against the North Queensland Cowboys as we kick off round 14. Can have a couple of players potentially backing up from state of origin. It's a potentially a season defining game for the Dragons. A win would certainly get the ball rolling for what could be an exciting second half of the 2022 season. We're going to talk about that all next here on episode 125 of the Red V podcast. You're listening to the Red V Podcast, episode 125, coming at you tonight. Let's jump in and take a look at our match preview this week on the Red V Podcast. Of course, no match review after the Dragons having the buy last week. So just the match preview to settle in and talk about on this week's podcast. And I guess when you looked at this game in, in preseason, Nick, I know I, I certainly did when, when the draw came out and, and certainly when the Dragons were going through their, their preseason training and different things, it's probably a game that a lot of fans, uh, Red V fans, circled and thought, yeah, there's a, there's a chance for us snatching the two points. That's certainly changed with the form of the North Queensland side and how good Todd Payton has been as coach. You touched on that earlier. He's probably in the running for being the coach of the year in 2022 when the Dally M's roll around at the end of the season. Um, it, it, it's a game that that's the Dragons probably go into as heavy underdogs, especially if some of those North Queensland players back up from state of origin duty. And I guess the, the amount of names that are in that, that Queensland camp, camp from the Cowboys shows what a great 2022 season they're having. Absolutely, they they've been ph- phenomenal, and and also just great to watch. Mm. I, I really love you know the way Scott Drinkwater plays at the back for him, and they've got the hammer named in the centres this week. The, the forwards, Nanai, he's named on an extended bench, and I'm also a big fan of Helam Luki, mm. uh, who's been named to start in the back row for him. They, they've they've yeah great. Even Tom Dearden and Townsend in the halves have done really well. How do, you, how do you feel heading into this game, Nick, as a fan? Is, 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 is there trepidation heading in, especially away from I'm, home against the Cowboys side in form? I'm nervous. I'm really worried about this one. Very, very worried. It all, again, if, if Hunt, we, we don't know what's going to happen with Hunt, but if Hunt doesn't play, then it becomes even harder for us. Mm. But I'm, I'm definitely worried about this game. It'll, even them, they'll have this down as a, as a potential banana skin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, so well, we've won, what, five in our five out of our last seven now. Mm. So, I mean, we're not you know, going up there as if we're horribly out of form and we're pushovers. We'll have threats of our own. Like Ramsey, been really impressed with him at the back uh, the last couple of weeks, very safe and gives us another dimension in attack. But, yeah, no, it's de- definitely the underdogs, as you said. 
you, you kind of touched on it a little bit there, uh, Nick. Do, do you think the side that's named is is going to be the side that, that's going to trot out on uh, on the weekend? There's obviously a lot of different moving pieces with this Dragon side. When you look at, at obviously Andy McCulloch and Jaden Sullivan both on the bench, and by it Hooker does and by potentially get dropped uh, all all from the squad altogether. Does Jaden Sullivan fall off the bench? Do we see Josh Maguire or Jaden Sewer be promoted from uh, that extended bench into onto the bench or onto the run on side? What do you reckon this 17 is going to look like for the Red V? come Friday night? Oh, there's so many unknowns at the moment. I think what we can say with some, you know, a degree of certainty is that one to positions, you know, one to five, that, that they'll be as we line out in the back line there. But then the you know, six, seven, nine, and especially, you know, the back row, there'll, there'll be changes. There's no way we line up uh, as we've been named one to 17. That's for sure. Last we week. We don't know what's going to happen also with mm. Hunt. If Hunt's going to, if Hunt's going to play. Yeah, and, and potentially see Sullivan and Amon in the halves. Yeah, well, that's what I was I was kind of thinking when I initially saw that team list, Nick. That maybe Sullivan's on that on that bench um, as a bit of cover for Benny Hunt if he does pick up an injury, or whether Hook wants to kind of rest him. And I guess you can probably lean towards the the, the resting of Hunt just in the fact that he is so vital to this side. Yeah. I don't know if there's a there's a player that's more vital to their team's chances than Ben Hunt is is for the Dragons. But then I guess on on the negative side or on the flip side of that, if Ben Hunt doesn't play, it certainly diminishes our opportunities of of getting. Of Townsville with anything close to a victory on Friday. Agreed, but we have to take it as it comes, and it also presents a mass, massive opportunity for our local junior Bud Sullivan to really shine mm. in his, you know, in his natural position. If that's the case, look, McCulloch and Sullivan, you know, there's no way those two will be on the bench. Mm. Put it to you that one, and hopefully, yeah, we see yeah, Maguire and Sua ideally somewhere in that seventeen. If you cast your mind back to the game against the the dogs, it was a it was a scrappy, untidy again defensive performance by by the Dragons. But I guess one one point I wanted to focus on Nick was was that of, of Tao Tao Mogul. Obviously, did really well to to finish off a, a backline movement and score a try for the Dragons. But we certainly saw, I guess, a lack of pace and and the injuries that have caught up with Tao Tao. He's had um, a, a, a longevity, I guess, in terms of the clubs that he's played for. He, he's he's played over seventy first grade games, but he's probably had more NRL clubs than he, than we've had hot dinners. Uh, Nick, uh, but uh, but th- there seems to be um, uh, th- that real lack of pace that could really concern us. I know he was up against um, the likes of, of of Josh Adokar. I think he was marking uh, last game, and uh, the, the Cowboys have some really good outside backs. Uh, Murray Torlangi has been superb for the Cowboys, one of their best outside backs this season, which is saying something because it seems to be every one of those Cowboys outside backs is putting up their hands for for high runners, whether that be in representative football or continuing to to make waves in in the first grade side does that does that worry you a little bit I, I feel like we we lose uh, quite a fair bit with with no uh, Michaeli Ravalawa even though this year he probably has been back to that winger that's a little bit of rocks and diamonds for the Dragons at the back he's a huge loss Ravalawa I'm a massive fan of his he, he acts like you know like an extra forward for us at times the way he cuts the ball forward as well just with his you know with his size he's, he's a meter eater and that's what we lack in the forwards Ma- massive loss as for Moga, I don't mind him as a depth option, you know, filling in for a game here and there. But, geez, back, back-to-back games, especially another difficult away trip, he's going to be in for a very tough one. Uh, when you when you look at this Cowboys side, and we'll focus on them just just for the moment before we start talking about the Red V, Nick, 
there's a lot of quality all over the park. Obviously, we don't know if if players are going to back up from Origin and 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 this and that. But but when you, well, I guess when you look at their best seventeen and look at the players that they've got at their disposal that have been named for for this week's clash, who are you worried about, and and, and who are the players that you feel could really could really hurt the Dragons? Uh, someone I touched on earlier in this podcast, actually, uh, Scott Drinkwater for me. Mm. Re- really worried about him. Very impressed with him this season at fullback because don't forget, he wasn't when the season started. He wasn't named to start at fullback. He, he had to fight his way into the side, and he's seized, you know, well and truly seized his opportunity. And also, as I said as well, their back row with Gilbert, uh, um, Healam, Lukey, and, and Tamalolo as well. Mm. Yeah, I, I was hoping the Dragons kind of would have been in the race for for someone um, like Gilbert because. He's a, I think he's a great signing for uh, for the Redcliffe Dolphins, a really underrated yeah, forward. Just yeah. just one of those real physical bodies. And I know they kind of play him on an edge, but he almost plays like another middle forward with the way that he, exactly. he, he, he runs the ball and carries the football and he loves just running into the teeth of the defense. I think it's going to be another another tough game for our, for our forward pack. I, I thought there was some, some patches of, of hopefulness, I guess, with some of the runs that Blake Laurie showed last week. And he probably gets a bit of an unfair rap here on the, on the podcast. He's named to start alongside Frank. Francis Molo. I would love to see Mick Molo get some get some more minutes. And I know that probably seems a little bit premature because he has only played the two games and he he played extended minutes in that first game and we watched that that game together at Cogranick against the Warriors. And I thought he handled himself really well. The uh, the, the 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 prop forward. He's played a fair bit of 13 down a reserve grade. He's uh, cut his teeth in the Queensland Cup competition as well. But I just think 22 minutes for a player. Uh, of the ability of my, of Mick, I think he's proved that he, he can be a really capable performer in the middle of the field for the Dragons. I'd love to see him kind of clocking 32 or 35 minutes for, for, for the Red V, not to be an afterthought by, by Griffin, because I think I, I feel like when him and, and Frankie Molo and, and Jack DeBellin are out there, a middle actually looks uh, quite condensed and looks quite solid compared to some of the other moments in the matches. Absolutely. We definitely need to get more output from uh, Mick Molo, without a doubt. Very impressed with him. Very impressed. Yeah, he got his try on debut. And his brother, his brother as well, I've been very happy with him. He just adds a bit, bit of, you know, buzz, bit of X factor with some of his carries and he stings in defense as well. Nick, what are, you, what are you hoping to see out of the Dragons defensively? Much has been made of our defensive record, whether that's uh, meters conceded or points conceded. There's been a couple of games this year where uh, we've been really pasted against the likes of Cronulla, Parramatta and Melbourne. Obviously, those upper echelon sides, North Queensland are in that upper echelon. I guess some people would, to play devil's advocate, would argue that they've, they've shown some form for, for, I guess, half the season, but they're probably not in the league of the likes of the Panthers, who they'll beaten by 22 points to nil a few weeks ago. Uh, what are you hoping to see out of us defensively against a, a Cowboys side that has some really physical and imposing forwards and some skillful and quick outside backs? Oh, just, just first and foremost, bring some aggression to, to the table. And then, yeah, as I said, improve that line speed, get up in their face, limit their opportunities, especially out wide, uh, li- limit those offloads. And the, you know, I don't know what the stats are for six agains and penalties conceded, mm. but we're probably up there as well. Yeah, and as you said, we got. I think our forward rotation, especially through the middle, will be key for this one. As Woods, Aaron Woods, uh, in, you know, the game before the bye against the Bulldogs, he played almost seventy minutes. Mm. Then you've got Mick Mullen, that's that's yeah, barely featuring in comparison. Yeah, it's it's interesting to analyze some of that as well. I know Hook really likes to rely on those experienced players, but sometimes you yeah, feel and that's that. That's why Moga. Yeah, that's mm. why Moga's been. 
yeah, sometimes you, you you feel that sometimes you just gotta you gotta give some of these young guys and and, and Mick Mollo is hardly a youngster. He's not an eighteen or or nineteen year old. He's he, he's early twenties and he's had plenty of experience in the lower grades. Would would love to see Hook take a bit more of a chance on him. And he's a really imposing one of those strong, really nuggety forwards. Kind of reminds me a little bit of of Nev Costigan, um, Nick, who yeah. was in that twenty ten Premiership side. No frills player is not always going to get the accolades he deserves, but just a real strong body in the middle of the park. So we'd love to see him get a few more a few more minutes um, out of him. I guess before we we wrap up this this match preview, Nick, and we, we get your score prediction, um, uh, I guess if you've got your crystal ball in, in, in front of you, are, are you seeing Ben Hunt and, and Tarek Sims backing up from Origin um, on, on Friday night? Oh, no, if I have to stick my neck out on the line, I'll say no. Mm. Both, you, you reckon both of them will be? Were you rested or just Benny? I think I think just one, and that yeah, being hung. Yeah, I, I, I get the feeling that they that um, that Hook might be happy to play. Tarek maybe 30 or 35 minutes off the bench, yeah. um, give him a little bit of a rest, kind of throw him in there and, and try and get the best out of him in a, in a 20 or 25-minute spurt would certainly kind of uh, be a boost to the Dragons because I think yeah, you're, you lose a whole lot of leadership without uh, Sims and Hunt there, two players that have well, played probably close to, to 500 games together in the NRL. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be, I, I think, a, a real tipping point to, to which way this game could go, especially if one of those players was to pick up an injury that I think Dragons fans have got their, their fingers and toes collectively all crossed for the state of origin um, in, in, in 24 hours. Um, Nick, we, we, we've spoken about this a little bit uh, at, the, at the top of the program, and it's a, a real opportunity this game, and I guess an exciting opportunity for the players where um, a statement could be could be made with, with a victory, and it could also be a defining moment um, in, in the season. We, we speak about the, the, these next three weeks being huge, and after the Cowboys, the Dragons have a couple of home games against South and the Raiders, and obviously beating those sides around you are really, really important, but what would it mean for the squad to, to pick up a scalp of a top four side that's been one of the form sides of the competition and away from home as well, Nick. Well, when was the last time we beat a top four side away from home? Mm, we very good. Anzac Day was a big scalp. We Especially our scramble defence that day, impeccable. Uh, Para in the early rounds of last year was a great win. If we, you know, ho- Hopefully we're talking about you know, next week about another great win for the club. Uh, you got, yeah, you're going to be brave enough to give us a score prediction, uh, Nick, for, for Friday night? I really don't want to come on here and be pessimistic <laughs> on my debut, but I think the Cowboys in a tight one. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I really don't. I, ho- I hope I'm wrong. I really hope we win. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's going to be hard up there. Yeah, it's always a tough assignment. I, I look, I don't think we're going to get smashed. Mm. I think because we, 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 are, we are resilient. We hang in there. I mean, the, the top sides, you know, Melbourne and, and also Para have been you know, Cronulla have blown us away this year. But, you know, we hung in there against Penrith. We were unlucky to lose that game. Yeah. And look, I think we'll go up there and give him a game, definitely. Yeah. As I said, Ramsey mm. really impressed me at the back. We've got to get early ball to Sully. I think that's an area we can exploit. He's been another great signing for us. Yeah, I think both sides of the park as well, because I don't think Zach Lomax gets enough quality ball. And I know Zach probably is um, is someone that, Maybe he gets a bit of a rough go with Dragons fans from from time to time, but he hasn't got a lot of quality ball. I know he probably hasn't put his best foot forward this season with some of the things that have happened, um, and obviously the, his distribution to, to Mika Ravalawa has hasn't certainly been a plus at times. But love to see some early ball to to uh, to the outside backs. Uh, 
even even Matty Fierne, a, a guy that's really strong and powerful, I'd love to see him get the ball in in hand and get the ball in good positions because often these guys are getting the ball five or ten metres out from the right line and they're doing the heavy lifting uh, for most yeah. of the squad. So we'd love to. Uh, well, that's yeah, that's been the criticism that's come Sully's way. He doesn't pass to to Matty enough. Mm. And Lomax is an interesting one. A couple of years ago, that 2020 COVID interrupted season, I thought he was one of our best players that year. Yeah. He was not, you know, very close to an origin call up at such a young age. He, you know, he, he put his best foot forward that year. He was under the high ball, very good. The, the flick pass that he developed, the teams have, you know, started to catch on and read those plays. And it's up to him to evolve his game as well. And yes, definitely a moan and hunt, you know, at full strength, have to get him early, you know, good service. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one uh, up there in Townsville on Friday night, folks. There's no Thursday night game. There's no Friday early game. There's just the one primetime game on Friday night. So the Dragons are going to be uh, who everyone is talking about, although probably they'll be talking about the Cowboys if you're going to be watching the Fox leave coverage, but should be a cracker up there um, at Townsville. 8 p.m. kickoff there. The Dragons up against the Cowboys. And as Nick said, hopefully talking about a Red V win for the seventh time this season uh, on next week's podcast. We're going to take a short little break here on the Red V podcast, episode 125. Five coming at you tonight. On the other side of that, we're going to dissect and take a look at the lower grade results. It was a good weekend for the Dragons with no first grade action on. There was a convincing wins in both the Jersey Fleet competition for Willie Talao's men as they continue their ascension up the ladder in the New South Wales Rugby League Jersey Fleet comp. And there was another win, back-to-back wins now for the Dragons New South Wales Cup side as they pip the Penrith Panthers. Going to talk all that more is next on the Red V Podcast. Lower grade wrap time here on episode 125 of the Red V podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, uh, Dragons fans, and uh, supporting our podcast each and every week. Well, each and every week, talking of that, is what we do when we're taking a look at the lower grade wrap at the St. George Illawarra Dragons. We love to talk about some of the young players coming through, some of the great performances down in the lower grades. And it was a good weekend for the Red V on the weekend. They won by 22 points to four in Jersey Flag. That's the under 21 competition. And then they won in the New South Wales Cup. It was, a, I guess, a triple header out there at, at, uh, at Blue Bet Stadium, uh, at Panther Stadium, I guess you could say. Um, but uh, there was a couple of Dragons games before that as well uh, as part of that triple header. So uh, back-to-back wins for the Dragons there. And uh, looking at the competition at table now for both these two clubs, uh, both these two sides, pardon me, as they look to push themselves up the ladder. Uh, the Dragons have moved into eighth with that win. So they're actually looking pretty similar to the first grade side. They've won six, drawn, uh, drawn none, and lost six, and have had the one by a couple of really heavy defeats has hurt them and they take on the sixth placed Rabbitohs this week so a chance to further push themselves up the up the ladder and maybe entrench themselves in that top eight meanwhile for the Jersey Fleet Cup side the under 21 boys they've done very very well seven wins two draws three defeats and a bye from their 12 games, has them on 18 points, three points clear of the Cronulla Sharks in fourth and uh, four points inside that top four with the Panthers slipping to fifth uh, with a six and six record. The Roosters 22, Newcastle 20, the only sides ahead of the Dragons currently in the competition and uh, they're having a very, very good season. As they did last year, they were in second position when the competition was suspended and then eventually cancelled. So uh, really good performances there by Willie Talao and uh, and his men uh, in the New South Wales Rugby League Jersey Fleet Cup competition. So they're up again 
against the Rabbitohs. It's double header out there at Collegian Sporting Complex down the gong on Saturday. So if you're up and around, there'll be obviously no first grade in Sydney. I would encourage you to go down and see the 21s and also uh, the reserve grade side. But make sure you check your local guides because uh, they games have been changed uh, in the New South Wales Rugby League uh, here, there and everywhere. Before I get Nick's thoughts on the New South Wales Cup win on the weekend, let's run through the Jersey Fleet Cup side. It was another good performance by the Dragons, winning by 22 points to four. Uh, Jack Bostock is, uh, is continuing to prove why uh, the Redcliffe Dolphins were so keen to sign him up for 2023. He bagged a double inside the first half an hour and then further tries to the halfback Braxton Wallace, who's having a great season. Braxton's played a little bit of New South Wales Cup in the halves and uh, he scored a try. And Alex Lobb, another a New South Wales Cup player that uh, has kind of um, jumped between the grades a little bit throughout 2022, scored. He also uh, nailed a goal. Sam Hooper, the captain, came off the bench. He added a further two conversions uh, as the Dragons won by 22 points to four. So a really good, strong forward performance there. Bryce McNone, again, really, really strong up through uh, up through the middle of the park and then was backed up nicely by Callum Grummick at the back. Jack Bostock obviously playing really well in the centres and also another strong showing by Josh Corrick, who's been training with the first grade side and is, is training with the Dragons' first grade side and, and getting some exposure and uh, a little bit of experience down in that under-21 competition, having played a little bit of the, the New South Wales Cup. Uh, Nick, the, the reserve grade side, the New South Wales Cup side, they, they did well. It was a scrappy performance at times and, and, and some observers at the Grand probably said they were a little bit lucky to kind of get out of the uh, get out of Penrith with the win, but sometimes you need to get those scrappy wins when you're not playing to the best of your ability. You've uh, had a chance to, to watch the highlights over the last couple of days. What do you make of, of what you saw from the Dragons there on Friday night? Yeah, look, very scrappy, as you said, but you'll take those wins all day long, especially cast your mind back where we were in the first month of this competition with this side. We were really struggling. Since then, as you've mentioned, we, we've picked up uh, form a little bit to sit in the eight. We've won six and lost six. As for this game in particular, I thought, it, once again, it had Bud Sullivan's fingerprints all over it, that win. Mm, he, yeah. he really ran the show. That try, you know, he, he, set, he set up for Tyrell Sloan. That was just brilliant. Great to watch. And, yet, 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 and yes. even some of the other guys that, yeah, yeah Billy yeah, Burns and also mm. Jack Gazewski, I don't know, maybe this is their level. that They've been really impressive on the edges for us as well. And yeah, I think you really see the confidence that um, that he plays with Jaden Sullivan, don't you? He's got almost like a telepathic knowledge, whether it's with Junior Moon up in first grade or whether it's Tyrell uh, Sloan down the New South Wales Cup system. They just seem to know where each other are. And I know Tyrell's had his detractors and his form has been a little bit down, I guess, def- on, on the defensive side of the ball. But he showed some some really good things uh, attacking-wise, which has been no no problem for, for Tyrell. But, but maybe spending a bit of time in the New South Wales Cup system for these guys is, I know... Um, Back in the day, um, Daly Cherovin spent a full season of the Queensland Cup with the Sunshine Coast Falcons before he um, he played first grade down with, with Manly. Maybe it might be a, a beneficial thing. I've been very critical of, of Hook's kind of strategy of, of having them down in, in reserve grade, but maybe they're, they're learning a, a thing or two down there and they've, they've certainly kind of helped that, that reserve grade side, giving them a bit of impetus after what was a, a pretty terrible start to the season, Nick. Absolutely, especially you know for Sloan, it's you know as you said, he's very good with the ball in hand. It's about you know on the other side of the ball, the defensive side of the game, and for Bud, it's just more so playing that you know getting into that week to week grind. He's he's been really unfortunate. We have a bad run of injuries the mm. last couple of years, and you throw in the COVID interrupted seasons for the lower grades and recipe for disaster. It's really set set him back a couple of years. 
And I think that's the that, that's yeah, that's but, the that's the thing, the isn't it? With you. with Bud, isn't it, Nick? Like, the, I guess as fans, we're we're very impatient. We just want to th- not throw them to the wolves, but we want to see them in first grade because we've heard so much about them and killing it at the SG Ball Cup level, and then uh, killing it in, in in reserve grade. And we see all these great highlights. But someone like Bud Sullivan, he's he's probably only played something like twelve or fifteen games over the last <laughs> like two or three seasons. So he he just needs that that regular footy, eighty minutes each week, doesn't he? And he's getting better. I was also out there early uh, to watch it, to watch us play against the Dogs at Belmore in, in reserve grade, and, and both uh, Sullivan and Sloan were really good in that one as well. South this week, it's, it's going to be a tough, a tough one for us. They're just above us on the ladder, but we did beat them earlier this year. I was actually at that one as well. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting clash there against South, who kind of had, have had the wooderness in, in recent years in, uh, in, in both the Jersey flag and also uh, the New South Wales Cup. So one o'clock kickoff for the New South Wales Cup. Uh, this is how the Dragons side is named. There may be a couple of uh, late inclusions with, with some of those guys like your Jonathan Rubens, um, uh, who's on the extended bench, also uh, Josh Kerr. Um, so uh, we will see if anything does change a little bit closer uh, towards, towards kickoff. So uh, the side that is named by the Dragons, though, is a Tyrell Slater full back, uh, Alex Lobb and Trace Stewart, who's been very impressive on the flanks. Ethan Clarkwood and Max Fiennes back in the centres with Mitch Francis and Cameron Cryer, who represented South Africa uh, on the weekend. So congratulations to Cameron for getting to represent South Africa at the highest level. And then we've got Poasa Farmasuli, Conamal Heisen and Jackson Ford up front with the back row. Jack Kozewski, Billy Burns and Tyro Fumiono with Brad Dietz, Josh Corrick, Jack Boiling and George Burgess. So there probably will be some late changes there with, uh, with Josh Kerr. Probably one of the names you think would drop back to that not on effect New South Wales Cup. Absolutely. So um, that should be a really tantalizing game. So as, as always, encourage you guys to get down there if, if you're able to, if you live around the, the Sydney or the South Coast region, that should be a really good day of football because you have the Jersey Flag Cup before that, 11.15 a.m. kickoff there uh, between the Dragons and the Rabbitohs. And before we do uh, finish our lower grade wrap, we'll just uh, take a quick look through uh, this under 21 side that has been named for the Red V. At fullback is Callum Gromick. He's been one of the best for the Dragons. Dragons in season 2022, a really talented uh, fullback that has a great passing game on him. Uh, Cooper Roberts is on one wing alongside John Wesley Vunga, who's back. Uh, he hasn't played any Jersey flag. He was signed earlier in the preseason by the Dragons. Great to see uh, John get an opportunity. Uh, ben Johnson and Jack Bostock, who's been in fine form, are in the centres. The five out is Zach Herring. The halfback is Braxton Wallace. The forwards are Bryce McNoan and also Jackson Sherrup, who um, uh, I think the Dragons weren't overly impressed with how he was performing earlier in preseason, but they've been really impressed over the last month or so. He's been very, very good for the Dragons down in this under-21 competition. Declan Purcell, the hooker. Hayden Bud, Nicholas Sagranis, the St. George uh, junior rep he was playing for. The St. George SG ball side is in the back row alongside Phoenix, Venonabu Affinity, who will be locking the scrum. The captain is Sam Hooper on the bench. Alongside Toby Catchman, who we chatted to last week on the podcast. Harley Sanchez, Travis Barrett-Hancock will be making his debut from the bench, the former Illawarra Steelers SG ball representative, the nephew of Trent Barrett as well, so certainly got some Good bloodline there, does Trav, and then the uh, reserves. Trey Barlow, another one of those guys from that Illawarra SG ball side, and Callum Perryman on the extended bench. They may get some opportunities as we get a little bit closer to kick off in uh, that contest. Uh, excited to see how the, the Jersey Flag side goes as well. Uh, f- f- for me, Nick, I'm just excited about seeing them, as about seeing some of the first grade stars in the New South Wales Cup side because Willie Talau's really nurtured these lads and he's um, he's put his best foot forward coaching wise, and they're looking like a, a season of offering might, uh, or a season of, uh, of title might be in the offering for the Dragons if they play their card right uh, over the next kind of six to eight weeks. 
Absolutely. Firstly, as you said, just take it a week, a game at a time, a week at a time. First, you know, then entrench yourself in that top four. Then, then you build towards the finals and hopefully the premiership. Mm. Uh, Bostock's going to be a huge loss for us. Mm, he's going to be he, a star, he, isn't he? Magnoni that you guys have you know, waxed lyrical about this this year as well. Great to see uh, young uh, Tsukranis get get you know a, his first start at this level. St. George Jr., it's always great to see. Uh, yeah, hopefully they can go, go continue their winning ways. Mm, I think as for reserve grade, also someone we you know, we should have touched on as well, Jaden Hunt. Mm. Great news with his contract extension. Yeah, that's right. And that uh, yeah, that we, that uh, that came after our podcast last week, but he's been extended until the end of 2024, and he's been a vital cog in the engine room for the Dragons in that reserve grade system. Playing a little bit on the edge, but would love to see him back in the middle. I think that's his best chance of uh, of getting promoted to that first grade side um, and, and get an opportunity, perhaps off the bench in uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, that wraps up our lower grade wrap, and from that we're going to transition into the last segment of the show, and that's our fans corner question, and we've picked out four of the best of the questions. Uh, this week and uh, myself and Nick are going to do our best to try and uh, answer these for you. Our first question comes from Adam Mangan and Adam has asked, any thoughts as to what part of our game is causing us to lead the missed tackle charts? We definitely aren't the worst defensive side in the comp, but something is happening here and, and we've spoken about this a little bit, haven't we, Nick? Uh, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's coaching, whether it's fatigue. I don't know if it's really fatigue because we see it happening in the first kind of 5, 10, 15 minutes of games. Is there anything that you could put it down to, to of why we are missing so many tackles in first grade? Oh, look, I used to think fatigue, but it, as you said, it happens early it, it, at any time, really. Against the dogs, we were in cruise control at 16 2 up and we let them back into it and they, they took the lead. That says it all. Against, against the bottom side, I can't, I can't put my finger on it. Honestly, it, is it, it just an attitude thing? Get, you know, mm. it, it, gent, yeah, Peter Gentle, as we said, yeah, he's got a, the buck stops with him as a defensive coach, but. These players as well, they've just got to put, put your bodies in, in front of the you know, the men with the ball and just really aim up, dig in. Yeah, it seems to be a technique thing. I was speaking with Johnny Pet about it on the podcast last week. Players seem to be out of position, therefore they're jersey grabbing and the players are getting away from them. But yeah, something needs to change because even though there hasn't been 50-plus missed tackles like we had in our three consecutive losses, still up over the 30 and 40 mark each week, you're not going to be able to compete with especially uh, the better sides, but even uh, any, any side in the NRL as, as the Dogs proved uh, last week. Matthew Marcel asked us our second question. He said, hey, guys, it's obvious Bud is a talent. His performances in the knock-on effect New South Wales Cup have been great and a step above the opposition. How do we fit him in the team, though? Does he ply his trade in the New South Wales Cup, similar to Sloan, as to not blood him too early? Or is he ready and we fit him into the squad? And by that, he means more than 10 minutes off the bench. Great question. I'm a huge fan of Jaden Sullivan. Me, personally, I'd have him in that 17 playing more minutes. Because mm. he's, he can he, hold he's, his own, even through Hooker, he yeah. adds a bit of spark. Because our, even yeah, we talk about our defense not being up to first grade standard this year, but our attack as well it just looked boring and uh, you know too predictable at times. If he comes on in the middle, he can hold his own defensively for a small guy, and he can add a bit of flair for us. And I think that's the thing. He's he's looked comfortable. He hasn't looked out of sorts. He hasn't had opposition Correct. forwards running over the top of him. He's looked really comfortable in first grade. And maybe that uh, that little bit of time playing hooker has just kind of added a little bit more toughness to him. He's a really tough player, as I've seen, playing through injuries and and different things. But I, I'm with you, Nick. I think he needs to be he needs to be there. Um, it was I think we really hamstrung ourselves signing Moses Mbai, even though it was on a cheap deal, because I think um, Jaden Sullivan fits that utility role and getting to play 25 or 30 minutes off the bench in that 
dummy half roll would have been perfect for the Dragons. But alas, that's that's not what we're doing. But hopefully we see uh, a bit more of him uh, on the weekend against the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, Mark Aquilina asks, are the boys going that bad? I mean, the game versus Penrith, we were robbed, pure and simple. The game against the Titans, we lost at an extra time. You give us the four points for those games. We're sitting pretty on 18 points. Very true. Yeah. Sadly, they're the cards that have been dealt with. And we have to, we have to look forward mm. and not backwards. And as we said, these next three weeks are very important. Minimum, got, got to win two out of these three games minimum. And I think uh, we're sitting at six and six at the moment. You yeah. cast your mind back to last year. We only won eight games all year. Yes, we lost our last eight in a row, but we're almost there already for this year. Let, let's, mm. you know, try win upwards of 12 games this year. I think my issue with the, with the squad is that I think we've had quite a soft draw. And I think when we haven't played poor sides in inverted commas, um, like when we played Parramatta, um, we played very well against Pennant, but against Parramatta, against Cronulla and against Melbourne, we've been smoked off the park. And I probably just haven't quite seen the improvement that I would have liked to have seen from the squad in, in with a with the head coach in his second year. And I know there's been injuries and suspensions. We haven't had a lot of Josh Maguire. We haven't seen the best of Jaden Sewer. And, and that's certainly an excuse for why the side probably hasn't been doing it as well as we, we would have hoped, or maybe it, it's exceeding expectation for some people. But I just think when, when you look at the missed tackles, some of the poor defensive reads, uh, the, the points that we've been conceding. That's probably the concerning thing for me. I think it's easy to kind of look at the scenario and say, oh, um, we could have done this, we could have done that. At the end of the day, we played pretty poorly against the Titans and it was our own fault that we didn't win. Yeah. But let's hope that, uh, that, uh, that the Friday night is the start of something something big. We, we were able to pick up um, a, couple of point, a couple of wins than that, uh, before the bye and let's hope that's kind of giving us the impetus and the week off and the boys being away from the training facilities may have just freshened them up and let's see how they, uh, they go on Friday night. Uh, are we going to... Yeah, go on, Nick. A bit of a soft, a soft, you know, as you said, soft draw, but we have won five out of our last seven. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That, that's, you, know, you can't really just look, look down on that. We, we, you know, maybe, yeah, it's crazy that we have won, you know, six, six games, but we, yeah, and as we said, Hunt's, you know, pa- papering over those cracks and the fabulous form that he's gone on, you know, that run of form this year. Mm. But as you said, we've got to improve. The, the, on, on our goal line, it's pretty good. Just got to the, the missed tackles and, you know, don't give up those easy meters. Our last question is from Gil B and Gil has asked, what should be done to increase our point scoring ability in the team? Other than the Bulldogs match, our ability to score points is rather lackluster, especially with a strong defensive unit like the Cowboys this week. How can we sharpen our attack? Uh, look, for me, a couple of different things here. Uh, firstly, early ball and good service, as we said, to the centers, especially Sully. I've been really, really impressed with Moses Sully this year. Early ball to Sully. Also, I'd like to get Cody Ramsey uh, lurking, you know, following, you know, when, when the forwards go forward, have Ramsey, you know, pushing up, up in support with him. He's very quick, you know, he's a bit, get a bit of second phase play going. We don't mm. offload the ball enough. Increase our offloads. And then, then, you know, you throw Sullivan in the mix and he, he can bring a bit of, you know, an X factor and a spark to this side. And you cast your mind back last year. We played the Cowboys twice. We beat them once. Then we lost uh, later in the year, but we scored a fabulous team try where, uh, again, Sullivan had his fingerprints all over it with a moan and also Sloan. It was an inside ball and a kick in behind. We j- just got to see a bit more of that. Yeah, it's uh, 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 yeah, uh, and I think that's why there's been such a 
such a, a, a yelling out by Dragons fans to see these young players because we've seen little glimpses of what they can do and there is so much quality there. But I, I, I'm with you, Nick. I, I, I think I think with Cody at the back, though, I, I think he plays a little bit of that off-the-cuff style of footy that we probably need. Um, ben, ben, Hunt play, ben Hunt plays like that. He plays to a structure, but he also plays off-the-cuff. And I think, that, I think we need to try and do something a little bit different because we've played that same old boring structured style of, of rugby league attack for, for many years, even dating back to kind of 2015 when Paul McGregor got us to our first final series. So I would like to see something a little bit different and I, I completely agree with what you what you just surmised there, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. Especially Ramsey is quick. I'd love to see him get out in the open mm-hmm. and then go in a foot race. You know, we, we, you know he's opposite. You know, Tabai Fido is pretty quick for the mm-hmm. Cowboys. But, you know, hopefully Ramsey uh, backs up and gets his hands on the ball and can inject himself in the game. Yeah, one of the real advantages of having uh, Cody at the back is his speed. Hopefully we get to see him in open green pastures on Friday night Ooh. against the North Queensland Cowboys. And he's been you know, relatively safe under the hollow ball as well. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's really taken uh, the opportunities that have been uh, afforded him. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see what he can uh, dish up for the Dragons uh, against the Cowboys uh, this forthcoming Friday. Uh, that wraps up our Fans Corner questions for this week and also wraps up the Red V podcast for episode 125. Nick, thank you so much for uh, uh, joining us on the podcast. Hopefully you've had just as much fun as I have dissecting everything in regards uh, to the Dragons. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed your, your debut here on the Red V podcast, mate. Oh, been a pleasure, mate. Absolutely loved it. Great to have you on board, Nick. It's, uh, yeah, just, I just really hope we're singing or when the Saints go marching in come Friday night. Yeah, that's, uh, that is the hope for us Dragons fans as they search for the seventh victory of the season. Big thanks to all of you that have tuned in to the Red V podcast. Make sure you uh, stick close to all our socials as we update you on everything that's happening uh, with, with the club. And we'll be back next Tuesday evening, hopefully talking about a Dragons win against the North Queensland Cowboys for episode 126 of the Red V podcast. But on behalf of the whole Red V podcast team, I'm Jack Clifton signing off. Let's go those mighty Dragons. Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.